This episode has been brought to you by Made With Rage. Made With Rage is a black British-owned Etsy store selling Harry Potter and Star Wars face masks, perfect for this current times, swimwear, bags, and loads more. All products have been handmade with love and care, and bespoke requests are welcome. To find out more, click on the link in the description, or visit etsy.com slash madewithrage0. You said you'd come. Lawrence, hope Hey, how you doing? Uh, what's happening, man? What's happening? We're back. We're back <laughs> on the live, man. Yeah. On the live. Yeah, just okay. about. Just about. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say this like I've always said before, man. Listen, it's good to hear your voice, man. Especially during this uh, this COVID period, we haven't really seen that much of each other, man. So it, this, this is another blessing, man. So thank you very much for. For yeah, for 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 boy, for jumping on again, man. So yeah, man. Mm. So, but um, okay. what's been up? Before well, we jump into it, what's been happening, man? What's new? Um, with me, not a lot really. Uh, yeah, not not a whole hell of a lot that that's kind of new, to be honest. Um, for anybody listening, uh, you know that generally I've kind of been working like like a dog man like my day job just keeps me busy all the time so I'm constantly kind of working uh, away with that um but aside from that yeah no not a lot I, watching an odd movie here and there like re, re uh, catching up with a few movies and, and things so um recently watched rewatched the villainess again um really enjoyed it again uh, and that that was fun that was cool um still working my way slowly 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 through uh, uh judgment as well on playstation 4 so getting there bit by bit stage by stage um and yeah aside from that, that that's about it really just spending time with the boy um how about you yeah i'm all good man in fact you know before i even crack on with myself because i know i can talk a lot in it but um just in case anybody is new to the channel my name's rich reviews AKA the, the Diamond Kids. That's the new name. The Diamond Kids with a high pitched voice, apparently. Um, and obviously, you just heard Jason J Easy Peasy with him. And uh, we both run a, a podcast called Woodham Talks. So we thought we'd give um, this uh, stereo app a try. Um, and what we do is that we do reviews on films, books, animations, comic books. Um, listen, man, anything geeky, anything nerdy, at some point, we've either done it or we're still doing it now. So uh, yeah, that's 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 what we do. But what have I been up to? Um, I literally just finished watching Detective Pokemon, and um, well, you know what? I was impressed. You know, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even a Pokemon fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the first quarter of the film, I was like, this is some nonsense. And my boy was getting a bit restless. And then when the action started kicking in, I was like, listen, I need a I need a Pikachu with a Ryan Reynolds voice. Yeah, and I need a leather jacket. And I need one of them balls that Michael Venom Page has, right? And, um, <laughs> but I was, I, was, I was thoroughly impressed by the end of it. 
But um, so that's what I've done today. But to be fair, any is anything new? Um, nothing much really, man. Nothing much. I finished watching Atlanta on on Disney Plus, which I really oh, enjoyed. Cool. I mean, Donald, like, we'll, yeah, Donald Glover is a blessing. We're caught up now, yeah. Yeah, man, I can't wait for season three. I'm gassed. I'm gassed for real. So, so yeah. But um, but to be fair, you know, I think life's just been plodding along now. I think we're just waiting for, you know, for life to get back to normal. So, so yeah. But um, apart from that, I haven't been up to anything else, man. But um, you want to crack on? Should you jump straight? Yeah, man. It? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, cool. So today's episode, me and Jay, we're literally gonna go through a bunch of trailers. Which uh, we think are going to be of interest to some of you listeners out there. And if it's not, you know, suck it up, man. Just listen to it. Listen to what we have to say. And, you know, we might be able to change your mind. So let's start with what I think may be the most exciting trailer. I think for both of us, uh, Loki, Disney Plus. What do you Mm -hmm. think? Do you know what? I, I have to hand on heart. Um, when we on the regular podcast, when we were talking about, um, do you remember when we did that Comic Con review? Um, when they first announced that they were going to start doing MCU TV shows on Disney Plus, and we kind of did yeah. like a rundown of the, of the announcements that there were at that point. Um, obviously, there's a, a lot more that's been added to the list since then, but um, at the time. Loki was probably the TV show I was least interested in of the three that okay. they had announced. Um, the reason being that I kind of felt like Loki's arc was 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 done for me. Um, his mm. story was kind of done. Um, you know, he had a, a, a great kind of character arc across um, the four movies and the Avengers movies that he appeared in as well. Um, and I was kind of a bit like, don't really see like where you're going with this. I mean, no, I, I know we all saw what happened um, uh, during Avengers Endgame when he steals the Tesseract and disappears. So we knew something, you know, obviously he was off to go and wreak havoc. But um, I, I kind of wasn't that interested. I was kind of like, what else is there going to be? Um, but you know what? This, the the trailer came out, and I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> you, you you kind of um, you've changed my mind. You've 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 convinced me that that there's more to this story that needs to be told. Um, mm. And I really enjoyed the trailer for, on on that basis on on the fact that I was quite skeptical going into it. Um, seeing the second trailer has really kind of piqued my interest. Um, but one thing I did, you know, I I did want to ask you about is. Um, you know, obviously, I'm a a comic book fan, but I've not. I don't really know much about the TVA. In fact, I had to go into my Marvel encyclopedia to read up about the TVA. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know much about it because I've never really like. I recognise the name, um, yeah. and obviously, I know and understand that that there can be there is a kind of a tenuous connection to Kang the Conqueror in the comic books. Um, mm. And Kang the Conqueror, we know, is uh, a character that's going to appear in uh, the future Ant-Man uh, movie, Ant-Man Quantumania, um, played by Jonathan Majors. But um, I don't know that much about the TVA. So I was like, I mm. need to ask Rich. So I was like, you know what? 
let me ask you as we're here, what mm. is kind of the, the TVA and what is their significance to kind of Marvel Comics and how would they be significant in this show? I mean, what well, I guess the trader kind of tells you how they're significant, but but what was, was kind of their role within kind of Marvel Comics, basically? So, so basically, I mean, I'm going to give you, like I said, role, in the role of Marvel Comics, we've seen what how the MCU deal with things. They usually like to put like a little bit of a spin on things. But I've got a theory in regards to how they may be dealing with things uh, once I give you like a bit of a breakdown. So the TVA is basically the, the Time Variance Authority. And I mean, what it says on a 10 is essentially what they do. They basically police all time and space. And anytime they see stuff that starts to get a little bit messed up, they will send in a couple of their you know, a couple of their goons or a couple of their of their officers to go and sort things out. Um, to my recollection, probably one of the best time variant variant um, authority stories or a story that's included them, where they because they've never really been in the forefront. They're usually like background players that help to propel the story along. There's a couple of issues of Fantastic Four, which actually crossed over with with Thor as well, with art by Walt Simonson and the story was written by John Byrne. And it's just literally just one of the best stories ever. And it's like, it's one of those things where it just captures the Fantastic Four and Thor and another character called Death's Head, who's actually a British made character, who is, mm. I think one of the reasons why the TVA was actually created is because there was like this whole like litigation between American Marvel and British Marvel. And so there was like different time variations. And so to explain the reason why Death's Head was able to go between different franchises because Death's Head has, has also appeared in the Transformers comic book as well and I'm not sure mm. if you listeners know but the Transformers comic book uh, the majority of the lore was basically built up in the UK in uh, you know from the, the from Marvel UK and then ported over to like to the states so the time variance authority I think if I can you know to put it lightly I think it was just a way to, uh, you know, a way to poli- for Marvel to police themselves in regards to merging franchises and also to say, listen, man, we're kind of getting a bit mad. There's going to be so many different types, you know, so many different variations. We're going to shoot ourselves mm. in the foot. So, so that's the best way to describe them without giving any spoilers away as to what I think may have happened in a TV show. But I do have a couple of theories. But should we run through what some of the standout moments of the trailer were first? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think, you know, for me, I um, what kind of swung me around was um, the aesthetic of the trailer uh, for the show that's coming. Um, I, I, you know, one of the things we, we kind of always say on, on the podcast, whenever we review MCU movies or, or TV shows on the podcast, we usually say that, you know, part of the key to the MCU's continuing success is their ability to kind of keep the same story almost, but refresh it by using different genres and, and different visual styles and doing things slightly differently on each um, property that they present to you. Um, mm. And that kind of is, is what keeps the audience uh, you know, engaged, I think, um, especially an audience that isn't necessarily that familiar with like the comic books and things like that. Um, there yeah. needs to be something else to kind of hook people in. Um, and one of the things this trailer did really well is hook me in with its quirkiness. 
it had a real kind of um it, it had a really surreal kind of feel to it, even more so than One Division did. Like when One Division's mm. first trailer came out, I was like, okay, I'm intrigued by this. I, you know, this seems like a an enigma. Um, and Loki e- even more so feels like an enigma to me, as said, because I I wasn't that well versed in in the TVA um, and their comic book background. Um, but I like the kind of stylistic, the, the the stylistic look they've gone for um, mm. with the show, and the way that they've kind of given it a feel that almost feels like it almost feels like it could be a a, a British made um, sci-fi comedy from the early nineties, like something yeah. in the vein of a Red Dwarf or something like that. It's got that kind mm. of a sensibility about it. For those of you who who know. British obscure 90s sci-fi comedies, then um, Red Dwarf is uh, uh, something that is very popular over here and um, certainly has a, a cult fan base over here. And it's a very kind of quirky take on um, on the science fiction genre. And, and that's kind of what I felt coming through um, in terms of the, the vibe of this trailer. So that kind of hooked me in straight away. And then there was kind of like the intriguing kind of lines and things like that as well. And um, the relationship between uh, Owen Wilson's character and, and, and Loki. Um, I think his character is called Mobius, is that right? M- yeah. Mobius Mobius or something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, Mobius Mobius, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, the the relationship that you could already see, like, you know, burgeoning between those two characters is is um, was really funny. Um, you know, and I really enjoyed the line where they kind of sit in, it looks like in a canteen in time in, inside the TVA building. And, and um, you know, Loki is basically professing that, you know, he, he can change his, his nefarious ways. And and um, Mobius reminds him that basically he's been studying him in his, his entire life and he's literally stabbed everybody in the back or at least multiple people in the back. And, um, you know, Lurky turns around and goes, yeah, but I could be different. You know? <laughs> and it just kind of like, it, it kind of um, reminded us of the mischievous side of, of Loki's character. Um, you know, mm. he, he, amongst many things, he's the god of mischief. And um, I liked that, that kind of uh, playfulness uh, surrounding the character as well. So, so that was cool. Um, I enjoyed the kind of hints that, uh, the broken timeline, which was kind of mentioned in Avengers um, Endgame, I believe it was, uh, when yeah. Hulk goes to see the, uh, oh, I've forgotten her name now. Um, the Ancient One. The Ancient One, that's it. Yeah, yeah. when Hulk goes to go, uh, see the Ancient One, um, and the Ancient One explains how time works and how when you move the stones, um, you know, you're going to have these shifts in these branches. And then there's literally that shot in the trailer of like a um, a TV screen that kind of shows the white line of time and then all these branches kind of coming out of the end, which is where kind of, I guess, all this chaos is ensuing and, and why they need Loki to, to, um, to go back and fix things, uh, essentially. So that I really enjoyed as well. Um, and what else did I like? Um, yeah, I, I just got a real sense that we're going to see, you know, Loki play out um, these different scenarios in, in different times and things like that. I think there was another comic book reference because isn't there one where, or certainly a scene where it looks like he's been made president of the world or something like that? Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. He's been, yeah president think, of the States, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and isn't that, like, it, it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that actually a comic book 
arc as well, wasn't there? An arc a, a few years. Yeah, ago, it was. It was. I actually never read it, but yeah, yeah. I, I do remember it. I do remember it potting around for a little bit, and it was meant to be a really good arc as well, from from what I know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so I like the little kind of nods that that were in uh, the trailer there. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, as I said, because I don't know that much about um, Loki and I don't know that much about the TVA, I'm kind of going in blind, which is fine with me, to be honest, because it means I, I don't have like specific expectations and stuff. But um, but yeah, no, as I said, it, it, this trailer has actually turned me around um, from somebody who wasn't that interested in a Loki TV series to, to now actually thinking, oh, OK, there's there's actually kind of there's story here. There's, there's things you can do here, you know, which, which should be fun. So. So yeah, looking mm. forward to it. But um, how about you? What what were your kind of thoughts on the trailer? And and also, yeah, let, let us know your your theories if you want. Okay. Um. I mean, to be fair, I, I like it, it made sense. Like the minute, obviously, you see Loki pick up the Tesseract in Endgame, you're like you're, you're just waiting. To be fair, now that we've seen Loki pick up the Tesseract in Endgame, and we and you know, and now they've announced the Loki TV show, on my heart. I'm just waiting for Kevin Feige to say, okay, you know what? I know I said this wouldn't happen, but at some point you're going to find out what happened with Steve Rogers when he went to take the stones back. We have to see that story. That's what I mm. you know. I'm just, I'm just point, I'm trying to, I'm trying to speak it into existence, isn't it? But um, <laughs> in regards to the trailer, um, I was impressed. I liked it. And, the, and mm. one of the main reasons why I did like it is because it, you don't really see anything from the MCU in it. I like mm. that. This is the MCU TV show with one of the MCU's most beloved characters who started off a villain, started off started off as a villain. Let's not forget that, but has now done is done, now done so well for himself that they've killed it. Well, I mean, they, how many times have they killed off Loki, including the lies? What at least three times, right? And then they've mm. brought him back and given him his own TV show. That's that you know that you got to give somebody a round of applause for that. So. Just for that, so when I'm looking at the trailer and I'm not seeing any MCU references bar one in this show, I'm really intrigued to see where they're going to go with it. Um, mm. Much the same way how with WandaVision, it was an MCU TV show, but it wasn't necessarily an MCU show. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost like, you know, they're just taking like really good writing. Technically, you could take out what genre it is and it would still be a good show, but you then throw in all the tropes and everything that we love. No, you've got Vision, you've got Darcy in there, you've got Monica Rambeau, and then it becomes something that we can identify with because we kind of know something about it. So I'm, I'm thinking that's the same route they're going to go with Loki. So there was that. So that's really got me intrigued as to how they're going to approach it, um, especially if it's going to be anything like the time heist in Endgame. This, this, it just looks like it's just going to be a lot of fun. Um, mm. So the other thing that got me, that really swayed me, was there's a, a quick, brief miss it i mean the, the scene is so brief that if you miss it I, I don't even blame you but it looks like he's on vormir sitting mm. on a rock which may be black widow i'm not so sure but i have a theory that i think this tv show uh, may actually be the swan song before what you say? what were you gonna say theory. i was just gonna say before you go into your theory um yeah. i have read that theory Apparently, it's been debunked. That's not Voromir, and it's not Black Widow who he's sitting with. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's All actually right. um, it's actually a, a, an actress. I've forgotten her name, um, 
but she's a blonde-haired actress. But she's playing like a, nobody knows what her what character is that she's playing yet. Nothing's been confirmed mm-hmm. for her. But all it is is that she's been confirmed that she's in the cast. But um, what I, I've heard from the people, from some people who were kind of in the know, is that mm-hmm. that's not Voromir. That's actually mm-hmm. a specific timeline where yeah. um, and this part hasn't been verified listeners so i can't i can't say that with any confidence that this is true but apparently this is a different timeline and this is a timeline where um essentially time is so messed up that the universe is collapsing in on itself and they're oh, just yeah. sitting there on on earth watch uh watching like kind of um, moons and planets being crushed and, and bits of debris hitting Earth and things like that at the same time. Hmm. But apparently it's, it, it's absolutely 100% not Verme, Um and that's not Black Widow. So, um, yeah, just to kind of put that there in case um, that, that was where your theory was going. But, um, but yeah, apparently they've said no, that there's absolutely no chance that it's um, Verme or Black Widow. Okay. Well, I mean, thanks for shaving five minutes of my conversation but okay <laughs> like, <laughs> yes um, okay then cool well while, well while you've been telling me that i'm going to go into my next theory i was just mm. thinking right that basically all of these tv shows have in one way or another been leading to what i feel is going to be the young avengers coming into mm. the mcu so you're going to have some old school characters staying around so i'm assuming that at the end of the falcon and the winter soldier Falcon's going to be the new Captain America. Um, we've already, we already have an inkling of what's, what's going to happen with Wanda in regards to her maybe going to look for her sons, who are, you know, good, but basically two of them are part of the, the, new, the, the Young Avengers as well. So I'm thinking that after all of this timeline fixing that, that Loki is going to, you know, you know, rectify for the TVA, I'm thinking that he's going to sacrifice himself but come back as the female Loki. That's my theory. And that female Loki will then become a part of the Young Avengers. That's my theory. Okay. I said it here. Yeah, that's my theory. Don't ask me why I'm thinking that, but I'm just thinking that we, we're, we're, you're always going to need a character like Loki, and I think to have him in one, in, in one way or another as still part of the ongoing storyline is going to keep people happy, and it's still going to be a link to the, to the old school Avengers as well. So all of these shows that we've got, there's still some form of connective tissue there. And I think with, with Loki doing that, that he'll basically play his part. So that's what I think is going to happen in regards to that. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the show. I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. And so far, um, the MCU, they haven't really failed us in regards to the TV show. I mean, we've got two episodes of, of, um, of Falcon and Winter Soldier left to go. So I'm not going to speak too much in it because... We've seen what can happen with shows. I mean, everyone has seen the last season of Game of Thrones, in it? So, you know, let, let's just keep our fingers crossed and, and hope that they, they stay on the right path and they deliver what, what needs to be done. And then in a couple of months, we've got Loki and then we can crack on from there, man. But um, is there anything else that you want to talk about in regards to the Loki trailer? Um, no, not at the moment, because they said I just don't really know what to expect from it. So I'm, I'm happy to kind of go yeah. in blind and, and experience it. Uh, you know, as it releases. So, so yeah, yeah, nothing further to add on that one, really. Okay, so we'll just round that up. So, basically, you're excited. I'm excited. Everybody loves Loki. Tom Hiddleston looks good in a suit. We're done. <laughs> All right. So, uh, 
the next trailer. Um, do you want to pick next trailer? Um, yeah, well, I just picked this one up because literally it got released today. Um, mm-hmm. and I thought it was interesting to kind of piggyback off of our previous podcast recording, um, our last long form podcast recording, which was um, uh, partially formed by a, a review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, and we got Zack Snyder's latest uh, movie release coming to Netflix in May, I believe, um, a movie called Army of the Dead. Uh, so the, we got a first, we had a teaser trailer, I think, a, a couple of weeks ago, but the teaser trailer didn't really kind of tell you anything about the film, to be honest. Um, but we got our first kind of proper look at the, the movie here. So um, I am kind of... I'm kind of not sure how I feel about this film. On the one hand, it looks like it's a, a long form kind of live action version of Dead Rising, the video game from like the mm-hmm. Xbox Dance. Um And I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing because, you know, Dead Rising was kind of fun as a game. Um, whether that works as a movie is another question. I mean, in fact, they did do a movie of it um, a couple of years ago, didn't they? Um, yeah, and it was shit. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. It was definitely not good. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm kind of not sure. That said, um, it kind of looks nuts, um, and it doesn't look like it's taken itself too seriously. Um, and I think when Zack Snyder doesn't take himself too seriously, then he tends to make the kind of movies that I enjoy. Um, you know, I still really do like his take on Dawn of the Dead. I know like a lot of Romero purists hate it, but um but I actually really kind of like what he did with with um the, the franchise there and, and his interpretation of it I, I got on with. Um and this movie kind of feels like he's going back to that kind of sensibility and that kind of style. Um, with, with the trailer, uh, there's a lot of bonkers shit in there. Um, the acting's probably going to be atrocious, uh, but you know what? Like, it looks like it might be a bit of a laugh as well. So um, I think I'm I'm kind of okay with it, to be honest. But what was mm-hmm. what was your kind of like takeaway once you finished watching the trailer? Did that kind of like jazz you up in any way, or or not? Uh, no, not really. You know, and and the thing is, I mean, anybody who does know us from let's say from our other podcast or from like you know our, our reviews and our writings and stuff I, I, I'm a Zack Snyder fan but um it just feels like I mean I probably will watch it and I probably will enjoy parts of it if I if not enjoy the whole thing but I just feel that he's Zack's still doing what he was doing 10 years ago which isn't necessarily a bad thing if it works but it, it just makes that you, you start to see the cracks I mean, just for example, like after, you know, just as background, background noise, I was watching um, Zach's, you know, his just his version of Justice League or the, the version of Justice League, which should have been released first. And just the opening scene just reminded me of like at least two other films that, that Zack Snyder's done already. And I was just like, you've been there, done this, man. This is this. You're just regurgitating stuff and it's not bad, but surprise me. Show me something new. So, um. So anyway, so like I said, so I watched this trailer. It looks decent. It looks all right. Everybody loves a good zombie a zombie movie. Um, and the thing is, I will say that his version of Dawn of the Dead 
I do love the George A. Romero original versions, but I do think that his version of Dawn of the Dead is still a very, very good version. Um, is it better or worse than George A. Romero's? I don't like to compare sometimes unless I really have to, and I, I'm not going to compare those. I, I just think that it's a really good zombie movie standing on its own feet. What Zack Snyder did do in regards to his version of Dawn of the Dead is that he made them, he made the zombies more vicious, and I like that. And I think that was definitely a cultural change in that genre. Depending who you talk to, some people don't like it, some people do. But in a day and age where, you know, things move thick and fast, no matter what you're doing, knowing that zombies can run and jump, yeah, man, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a game changer. Um, so it seems that he's looking to do the same thing again with this movie. And I'm not sure if you picked, well, I'm sure you did pick up on this, Jay, but it seems that the zombies are able to think or have some mm-hmm. form of like some some form of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure how I feel about that because to mm-hmm. me, the whole thing about the zombie genre, when compared to other genres, is that the people that were trying to kill you or trying to eat you were people that you knew and loved, but they didn't know what they were doing on such a basic level that they were neither bad nor good. They were just trying to survive. And so in order to, for you to survive, you didn't have to kill the person that you loved. That's the re- to be honest, I'm just breaking down the reason why I'm scared of zombie movies. And when I had to do a little bit of soul searching years ago as to the reason why I was scared of the thriller video is because I was such a big Michael Jackson fan that when I see Michael Jackson change into the, into the zombie as a kid, I was like, if he can change into the zombie, anyone can change into the zombie. Now, if you give the zombies some form of intelligence that means that they have to now pick a, a side. And I don't think, I think that takes away the fear and the guilt in regards to you being scared of them. So I'm still a bit 50-50 on this. The action looks very Zack Snyder-ish. You've got the slow-mo scenes of firing guns and, you know, the big 360s. But like I've said, we've just seen this recently when he's released Justice League. And we've seen this already in the last film he released, what was what, Dawn of Justice? And then before that, Man of Steel, and then Sucker Punch. Like I said, I love some of those films. I love some parts of those films. But do I really want to see it again? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when it comes out. I mean, I'm 50-50 on it. I will watch it because it's free and it's on, and it's on Netflix. But um, if it ends up being a thing... It's free, bro. So it's eleven ninety nine 99 a month. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to get in your money, mate. <laughs> it's true, it's true. I'm paying, I'm paying monthly, Zach. You, you better deliver, boy. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so in regards to that, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. If anything, the only thing I'm I am truly excited about is seeing Dave Bautista being the main lead mm. because I feel that he's someone that he's been in the industry for quite some time, and I know he's done a couple of those, you know spy kid movies and you know where he plays like a bodyguard that used to be played by Vin Diesel and before Vin Diesel was played by Hulk Hogan back in the 90s and I'm and I'd, I just I would really like to see him do well you know to see the transition from let's say WWE into film and just be cemented where he's able to carry a film by himself because he's he's been he's been battling he, you know he's, he's definitely been putting a grind in and when you see him in films like Gardens of the Galaxy he he definitely has shown a flair for you know for comedy. So let's see what he can deliver on the serious acting chops. So um that's that's what I'm really excited about in regards to that film. 
But um, so yeah, anything else you want to add on that? Um, zombie tiger, what the fuck? And <laughs> <laughs> then I think we'll leave it. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, okay, next trailer. Next trailer. Let's talk about Batman: The Long Halloween. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. You know what? I, I can I can sum this up in basically maybe a sentence or a paragraph, and you're probably going to be quite shocked. So do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? No, no, go for it, dude. Yeah, you know what? In Well, this is how I feel about Batman Along Halloween. In the words of the great King T'Challa of Wakanda, I don't care. That's how I feel, bruv. I don't <laughs> care. No, seriously, I don't care. Like, I'm tired of seeing these remakes of stories that we've read just being translated onto you know on, you know into animation like i'm i'm actually tired of it there used to be a, there was a point when dc animation or the dc tv the dc tv shows and animated tv shows were bringing us really engaging interesting storylines and it seems to and it, and like we said this before it seems to be that when it comes to one of the holy trinity so the holy trinity being Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, they're so scared to try something new that they feel that they have to give us what we already know. And I'm, t- I'm actually, I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of it. So, like, they're probably going to do what they did with Batman Hush, where they're going to tell the story again and then maybe make a few changes here and there. But we're still going to know the gist of what the story is. Don't do that. Just give us a brand new story. In fact, tell a lie. Do what they did with Batman Soul of the, Soul of the Dragon, which they released a few months ago. Where it was like a riff on the 70s exploitation martial arts movies with Bruce Lee. Give us something with characters that we may know, but a brand new story. I'm, I'm, t- I'm tired of just seeing the same thing regurgitated, much like, you know, how I feel somewhat about the, you know, Zack Snyder just showing us stuff that we've already seen before. But um, I don't know, how do you feel about it? Um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it to be honest um partly Mm. because although i will say partly because i haven't been watching a lot of the dc animations that that came out um i you know i I know that um people have have been you know kind of closely following like a, a lot of the releases and but things like you know justice league dark um i didn't bother to watch it um the last batman one you sent me uh soul of the dragon i still haven't checked that out yet to be honest i, yeah. I will get around mm-hmm. to watching it but i i just haven't had the time to do it um and a lot of the other ones i mean the last on it honestly the last like kind of major major dc um animation studios release that i saw would have been um God, it would have been no, it would, not Justice League War. It would have been Flashpoint, Flashpoint Paradox. Um, okay, yeah. I, I, I haven't watched any other since then, um, and I know there's been plenty more that have come out. Um, but the reason for that was is that exact reason because I didn't want to get fatigued because it has felt like they've been cranking these out, um, and yeah, they, they, as you said, they're just kind of taking specific story arcs and, and adapting it slightly. Um, for the screen and then releasing them. Um, I mean, even the the Killing Joke, I didn't bother to watch. Like, I, I still haven't watched it because mm. the way I saw it is, you know, I've read the the um, the comic book series, The Killing Joke. I, I know, I kind of know how it plays out. I know that the animated 
Um, animation has changed, tweaked things here and there. Um, but essentially, it's the same story. So the way I saw it was, if it's the same story, why am I, you know, why am I watching this? Really, I've, I've kind of, I, I kind of already know what's going to happen. So, so for me, I, I kind of skipped a lot of that. Um, the reason why I kind of like this one, and and why I'm not, I, I'm not so kind of negative on this one, is because um, I like the time setting. I like the fact that it's kind of um, it appears to be kind of set in in sort of like the fifties almost. Uh, I, I want to mm. say, um, I like the the story, the the graphic novel, the Long Halloween. I, I really enjoyed that when I read it. Um, it's probably one of the few things of Jeff Loeb that he's written that I liked, um, and it, it was quite a clever story. Um, it's got an interesting kind of uh, villain as well. This this holiday killer. Um, and I liked kind of the way that they were presenting the story as well. They're presenting it in that kind of um, almost in a similar vein to Batman, the animated series in terms of, um, as I said, kind of going for the dated look and, and the style uh, of that. Um, and I think it's kind of from what I remember, it kind of ties into Batman Year One as well, or it's based around mm. that. So it's it's Batman in his early days, and that's when I kind of found Batman to be uh, quite an interesting character in in that Year One phase because that's where you know Bruce is still figuring out things out really and making mistakes and and things like that. So um, so for those reasons, I was kind of like, okay, it's kind of intriguing. Um, I don't know, like to what lengths and how far I will go to watch it. Um, that, that I guess, remains to be seen when the, the movie actually gets released, but it's not necessarily something I'm going to rush out and watch the day when it gets dropped. Um, but at some point, I may go and check it out because, it, it, as I said, on that level, it, it kind of does intrigue me a bit. So, so yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in, in kind of seeing it from, from that kind of point of view, really. Um, but yeah, but I take on board what you're saying about the, um, you know, WB and the way they're using DC and the DC imprint and the way they just keep cranking out these, these animated movies over and over again. And they're essentially just regurgitating famous comic book storylines and sticking it on, on a DVD and going here, yeah, come check this out. Um, you know, that, that feels to me like a business model that surely is, has not got <laughs> much legs left in it. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know how long they can keep doing that for, but, but yeah, we'll see, I suppose. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I guess as, as there's not much that you enjoyed about it, there's really not much yeah, more no. to say. I mean, don't get you know what? <laughs> I, I was, I was, I'm excited that Jensen Ackles is, is doing the voice mm. of Batman, but that's about it. Um, but you, in fact, before we crack on to the next one, um, you did mention about like you know, probably the long Halloween being one of the only Jeff Loeb stories that you've they've actually liked, which is what this animation is based on. My mm. recommendation for this for this trailer is can be this. If you're a fan of the Long Halloween, go on. There was a point when Jeff Loeb, uh, sorry, uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, who did Batman and Long Halloween, they just went on a rampage and they were just like just cranking out stories that were just really putting the fire back into certain characters that had kind of become stale. So, mm. uh, listeners out there, like I said, um, the Long Batman and Long Halloween is a really good story. Uh, you can then fly over to Marvel, and I would definitely say pick up Daredevil Yellow, 
which is a, a nice retelling of the origin of Daredevil, which is a really, really good story. Um, oh, I would yeah, then say, that. Yeah. yeah, I would say pick up Hulk Grey, which is another good story. Um, you know, just giving you a bit of an insight into the psyche and the, the tragedy of Bruce Banner, aka the Hulk, and then fly back over to DC. Um, and it's probably to you know, right now, probably if not my favorite, it but then definitely one of my most favorite Superman stories, which is basically called Superman for All Seasons, and it's it's one of the stories that reminds me of the reason why I'm a Superman fan because it deals mm. with more the man who is able to do super things. And yeah, that's all yeah. I'm going to say. And you know I think what? I, forgot, things... I forgot about Superman for all seasons. So yeah, I <laughs> take that back. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. You know, Superman for really yeah, book, yeah, yeah. It's a really good, really good book. Like Superman for all seasons, it, it, it generally brings tears to my eyes during certain parts. But I think it's one of the things that's missing from our iteration of Superman now which is on the screens, you know, well, on the big screens. I mean, I still haven't watched the mm. new Superman TV show, which is meant mm. to be a lot more humanising of the character, but, but we'll see what happens. Mm. So, yeah, if, so if you're a fan of the, of the Batman The Long Halloween or you're interested in Batman Long Halloween, um, I would say maybe stay away from the graphic novel, but go and read some of Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale's work um, because they are good stories. And when you do see Batman The Long Halloween, go and read the graphic novel and then you can kind of work from there. Um, so to wrap it up, I'm not super excited about it because I'm just kind of tired of DC or Warner Brothers not willing to experiment with characters which I feel they can really, really push the boundaries with as they have in the past and have, and as they originally did when they were first created back in you know 1939 or 1938 when it was when it was done. Um, and you said that you are looking forward to it. Is that correct? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess, I guess you could say I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So the next trailer is Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do Mortal Kombat, man. Okay, cool. Uh, since I went first on the last one, you can go next on this one. Well, all I've got to say is Mortal Kombat! <laughs> 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 um, yeah, man. I mean, unfortunately, uh, listeners have said we, we kind of missed this one. I know this trailer has been out for a while now. Um, yeah, we, we just didn't have time really to react to, to this when it came out at the time. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm just pumped, man. I'm pumped for some Mortal Kombat. When that trailer came out, I was like, I was super kind of, oh, I don't know. I don't know if anxious is the right word because um, on the one hand, I was kind of like, I like the some of the people who were involved. I, I, I like some of the actors that that were that were involved in it. Um, but at the same time, I was kind of like, yeah, but the last kind of Mortal Kombat movies we've had have, have, have been pretty dreadful. Um, you know, Mortal Kombat um, Annihilation is 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 legendarily just bad. Like bad, terrible, bad. So um, I, I kind of was like, you know, not really getting my hopes up for this. But when I saw the, the trailer, um, instantly I was like, okay, like, all right, I feel kind of cool with this now. Um, it feels like they've kind of caught the the spirit of the games, particularly the games as they are now. Um, uh, uh, for you know, for any Mortal Kombat fans who are listening, you know, Mortal Kombat 11 and, and um, it's probably the latest game uh, that's come out, and that kind of has it, it has obviously gone on a very different 
journey from you know say Mortal Kombat 1, 2 and 3 the ones that we'd be kind of more familiar with playing and, and stuff like that um, and I think this trailer is is kind of showing that they're trying to marry um, as much of the Mortal Kombat 11 world um, into uh, this, this movie and for the most part they've they've done a pretty good job um, you know it feels kind of bloody and gritty and violent um, and over the top um, and kind of dumb at the same time which is not a, you know a criticism that that's you know, Mortal Kombat is supposed to be dumb. It's, it's you know, about a martial arts tournament featuring, you know, aliens and elsewhere beings. It's it's supposed to be stupid. Um, you know, that's part of the appeal. And um, it feels like they've kind of captured that the right way. But also, um, you know, what I liked as well is that they're taking it quite seriously um, in terms of how they're, they're respecting the material. Um, and the character des the designs are, are really, really cool. Um, Sub-Zero looks kind of more or less like how he kind of looks um, in the more recent games. Um, Scorpion is, is, looks pretty cool. Liu Kang looks cool. Um, Todonobu Asano is playing flipping Lord Raiden. I was like, what the hell? Like, hell, how mm -hmm. did they pull that one off? Um, uh, and I think it's Joe Taslim who's, who's playing Sub-Zero, I think. Yeah, yeah, Joe uh, Taslim, yeah. He's a bad yeah, man yeah. for real, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, so I was like, okay, well, that's cool. Like, I'm, I'm already signed up for, you know, I'm already in. Um, so the cast kind of looks good. Um, you know, everybody looks the, the part. Everybody says their lines the right way. Um, and as I said, there's over-the-top violence in it. And that's pretty much like all you, you would want from a Mortal Kombat movie. So I got all of that from the trailer. So, you know, I feel pretty confident that that's the kind of movie we're, we're going to get. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and I can't wait to see it. Um, you, I, I'm interested in your take because I know you're not necessarily, it's not, well, I wouldn't say you're not a Mortal Kombat fan, but you're you're not necessarily somebody who's that invested in, the franchise or anything so i can't so as an outsider so to speak like what, what did you make of it when you saw it um i'm not excited man uh, the thing is you know what people people must be listening to this game like who is this guy yeah <laughs> on his high horse saying he doesn't like batman saying he doesn't like Ma saying he doesn't like Ma mortal kombat no you know what it is um like i said i think i remember playing up to mortal kombat 4 maybe right or maybe even mortal kombat 5 um, me and Jason were, were actually old enough to to remember when Mortal Kombat came out in the arcades, as you know, like proper in the arcades, you know, before it hit, and you know, it, you know, in Super Nintendo and Mega Drive, where you could play at home in, in your, at your own leisure. But um, I've always been number one. I've always been a Capcom Street Fighter fan. Um, I just always found the history and the interweaving of the characters of that of that Capcom franchise, where you've got some characters in one game like Final Fight, then you've got some characters in, you know, in this Street Fighter, you've got some characters in that in Captain Commando. I've I've liked I like the interconnecting universe. I like that. And I've always liked the the, the designs as well. Mortal Kombat, I think I just kind of fell out of love with it after a while just because once again it just felt like I was regurgitating the same thing where it was cool designs and such, but it was just more focused on the violence, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but 
once you've seen it once, you, you know, it's like watching Ong Bak. Not to say that they're bad films. You watch Ong Bak one, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, what is this? What's this martial arts style? Muay Thai. He's using elbows. He's using knees. He's using headbutts. He's jumping through pieces of barbed wire. By the time you get to like Ong Bak three, you're just like, mate, are you are you doing this again? Are you are you going to look for another elephant? Like at least pick another animal. You, you know what I mean? So I've always dibbled and dabbled with the Mortal Kombat franchise. Um, and to be honest, the last time I did like anything Mortal Kombat was probably the Mortal Kombat TV show. And I liked that because it was one of those shows that actually had really good martial arts, martial arts in it. And it had some martial artists that you may not necessarily know who they are, but you, you know who they are if you see their faces now. So a lot of the John Wick people from, seven, I think they called 7811 Stunt Team. A lot of those guys from there, from Jeffrey Amada, who's um, who's done you know stunts for like uh, the Bourne films and and as such and you know the Matrix whatever like they were doing stunts for that TV show and that was the last time I really did feel myself invested in anything Mortal Kombat. In regards to this film, I I, I don't know like I, I I'm not sure I'm sure there's a, a certain amount of people who want it because they still play the games. And then I also feel there's a certain amount of people who want this because there's a certain amount of nostalgia because of the original films and the games. But like I said, I fell out of love with the games a long time ago. The films, the original ones, I was never a fan of. And like even now to the whole thing of like, you know, the techno music, like it just feels so 90s that it just, make, it just makes my skin itch. <laughs> like That's how I feel about it. So I've already got a bad taste in my mouth for this new film coming out. What I do like about it is that it's really pushing something which I feel would be lacking in regards to martial arts as a whole. And it's pushing a, a diversified cast. So we've got male, you know, we've got like Asian leads in a martial arts film, which is, you know, coming from Hollywood, which is something we don't, you know, we, we've never really had. Um, and something which I think is some, something that we, we definitely need. Uh, one of the things which I'm, not looking forward to and one of the reasons why I'm really holding reservations for this I always feel scared when they bring a franchise to anything else that outside of its original medium so let's say if it's a computer game and they bring it to TV or if it's a computer game and they bring it to the cinema or if it's from cinema they, and they bring it to say like the comic book when they create a new character to spin the storyline around it I never have any faith in it I don't know why because as far as I'm concerned, if you've got all the makings to make something good already, why are you creating somebody, something new? Everybody already loves it. Everybody already loves Mortal Kombat. That's the reason why this film has been made. That's the reason why everyone's excited for this film. Why have we got a new character that's been created, especially with somebody who we've been asking to see anyway? So now we've got Lewis Tan. Lewis Tan was in Iron Fist and, you know, like, you know, everybody was saying that. He, you know, he was a talent that was wasted on, on a TV show like Iron Fist. And I think the Iron Fist TV show was a waste in itself. So let him play somebody that, you know, let him play a character that we already love and, you know, have good memories of. Let him play Liu Kang. Let him play a Kung Lao. Why have we created this new character of this someone of like, yeah, you've got a mark. And it means that you're part of the Mortal Kombat thing. Listen, I love science fiction and I love fantasy. And I, the more wacky it is, the more I love it. But sometimes when things are just so cliched, I'm just not invested. So I, I think this film isn't going to be great. 
I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a guilty pleasure. And so I'm so right now I'm just I'm just not feeling it, man. I'm not not feeling it. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, there is one thing I would say is that there is um, a rumor going around that the the reason why they created a character for um, Lewis Tan who doesn't appear to have any history in the Mortal Kombat uh, um, universe is because he's actually secretly playing another character. Um, okay. And I think that. So there is actually a reason why they, they in, invented this, this character for him. Um, mm. Because it ties into the, the wider lore of um, Mortal Kombat. But I, as I said, I haven't seen it. I mean, I think it's coming out on the 21st in the UK, I think. Um, okay. I know some people have, have um, seen it already. So uh, I think some people in America have already seen it, in fact. Because I think yeah, it's actually yeah, out. Have. So um, there, there are some reviews starting to come out and stuff for it. But um, yeah, we'll have to. Uh, uh, wait and see when that comes out in the UK but but yeah no as I said man um fair dues uh we've got a little voice message here did you want me to play that yeah 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 um so, yeah I mean let's say the voice message is from Kidio Majima you know what just for that name alone you got you got to play it just for that just for that name alone you got to play it so yeah go ahead man <laughs> okay uh let's see now can play this Bro, I completely agree. Um, I'm just going to say this now before you move on to another topic. In regards to the idea of creating a new character to jump into this already very expansive medium, which is Mortal Kombat, um, call me old school, but I just think the main character should just be Liu Kang. Simple as. And the secondary main character, Kung Lao. Um with Scorpion and Sub-Zero making frequent appearances and Raiden overseeing the lot, but you don't really need a new character in it, in my opinion. Um, I know they're trying to make it a bit more accessible to people that have never heard the phrase, get over here, you know, or finish him before, but <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but you, man, um, this film is for me. <laughs> not you, no, I'm joking. So, yeah, I agree, I agree. I don't think we need a whole new character. Um, I think it... I don't know. This does a, a disservice. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um an interesting take. As as said, I mean the the only thing I could say in counter to to that is is um you know what I said previously, which is this rumor that's going around that he he is actually playing um another character who does have a history in within the the Mortal Kombat lore. But I haven't seen the movie, so I, I you know that that could be just internet scuttlebutt is at its best and um and in fact it is that he's just this creative character for um for the movie so that the the movie as you said is is more accessible to those who, who don't know um the law of mortal kombat because the law of mortal kombat is actually quite big i mean i know you you said rich that you know you felt that um you prefer Street Fighter because of the interconnectivity to Capcom and things like that. But Mortal Kombat yeah. is actually, it's gone on a journey, bro, from, from a long journey from Mortal Kombat 5. Um, yeah, no, no, I know that. I know that. I know, I, no, no, but like I said, I like, and, the, I like the overarching reach of the universe. You, you, know, you know what I mean? 
Like, like I, yeah, I like the I, fact I, that. No, you know, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand your point. I'm just saying that as as um, the thing is, because you've stopped at a certain point with Mortal Kombat, you may not be aware that there is a lot more that has actually gone on with the story, and a lot more people who have been introduced, and a lot more mm. kind of things that have been done with it since then. So. So there is and I, I know there. all of that. I know all of that. I know like that. Uh, when I sorry, sorry, I stopped playing the Mortal Kombat games. I never knocked. I never stopped like finding out about the history of the Mortal Kombat of, of Mortal Kombat. So that that's that's I didn't I didn't explain myself properly. I stopped playing Mortal Kombat games after a certain amount of time, but I stayed you know looking at what was happening with these characters and that characters, and um yeah still don't care man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, fair enough, no fair enough. Uh, yeah. We've got one um, more message from Kidio as well. I'm just going to play it. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. Cool. Furthermore, um, I hear what you're saying as well in regards to the games. But it had a massive resurgence, which you may or may not have missed, around about the 2011, 2012 mark, with what was known as just Mortal Kombat. But it was effectively more Kombat 9. And the storyline behind that was that Raiden gets a premonition in the original days, um, you know, around about the first tournament, of how Armageddon is going to happen. But because he gets that, you know, future premonition, it then he then, you know, relives the first few games, but with the knowledge of, so different things happen. So, like, instead of um, uh, Smoke becoming the, the cyborg, Sub Zero does instead. So, more Combat 9, 10, and 11, they kind of regurgitated the franchise for me, video game wise, and they're all brilliant, absolutely brilliant. 9, 10, and 11. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I need that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you for the um, the explanation there. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it was really interesting when they kind of rebooted the franchise and, and kind of as said opened out the universe a bit more and they started to do some interesting things from a storytelling point of view and they actually started to make the games better as well um yeah uh, and as kiddio said you know from kind of sort of more combat like nine onwards they they've been really good actually it's like really fun play so um so yeah there's a lot a lot going on there but um but yeah thank you kiddio thanks for listening and, and thanks for your messages man really appreciate that yeah. Um, um, can, can I can I just can I just say something about Kidio? Number one, yeah, like Jason said, yeah. thanks for thanks for dropping it in. I've been racking my brains as to who you sound like, correct? <laughs> like I said, aside from the fact that you've got a really cool name, when I hear your voice now in my head, I just imagine you sitting in a chair with a metal hand stroking a cat, saying, "I'm gonna get you, gadget." I swear to God, you sound like he sounds like Doctor Mad from Inspector Gadget cartoon. Listen to his voice, Jay. If you don't believe me, you, can you hear it? Can you hear it? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Doctor Claw. Yeah, yeah Doctor Claw. No. That's it. Listen, it you know who Claw? I'm talking yeah. about, man. Yeah, Doctor Claw. Doctor Claw is Doctor Hat. You, by the way, today, because you seem to be getting a lot of some names wrong. You got you keep calling Detective Pikachu Detective Pokemon. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're calling Doctor Claw Doctor Mad. What's what's happening? Listen, Doctor Claw Doctor Mad Inspector Gadget. You know what I'm talking about. Detective Pokemon. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't. They're all the same thing. You got to catch them all. Yeah. It's Detective <laughs> Pikachu. It's not Detective. It's detective, it's detective Ryan Reynolds. That's what it's called. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> 
funny man. Um, cool. Well, well, should we probably get to the last trailer? Because this is one that I, that, like I said, for background and everything, I know nothing. Um, nothing mm. about. Absolutely nothing. Um, I literally was browsing YouTube one day um, last week uh, and the trailer popped up and, and I got this notification saying, oh, a new trailer, and I clicked on it and, and that was it. And apart from the fact that it's based on the Malar world, I don't know anything else about this. Um, and that's uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Um, Rich, I don't know if you know much about like Mark Millar's uh, Millar world and, and kind of the, the universe that he's created with um, several different comic book characters. Um, but I mean, I know that this has, has been a long time coming because he signed a, a deal with Netflix, I think, back in, gosh, it was a long time ago. It would have been about 2016, yeah. I think, now, um, mm, was mm. when he signed this, this deal with Netflix um, to essentially bring you know, his comic book universe over to their platform and, and to produce a number of TV shows based around some of the characters. Um, as I said, I, I don't know his world that well because the only things I've really read is Kick-Ass. Um, and then there was one about a, a character who is a hero, but secretly a villain and, and a bit psychotic. Um, and actually Nemesis. goes around like Nemesis, that was it. Yeah, Nemesis. Yeah, yeah. And I read a couple of issues of Nemesis and was really into it, but for some reason just never kind of followed it up. Um, can't even remember why I didn't now. But uh, yeah, they, that was a really, really good um, book. So um, I'd be intrigued if they do like a Nemesis show. I'd be like, holy hell. Mm. Um, but for this trailer, I was kind of like, okay, well, it looks pretty good. You know, the production values are pretty good. They're, they're pretty impressive. Um, Josh DeHamel looks weird with grey hair and a grey beard but you know mm -hmm. it is what it is um, but I it, I got a strong sense that this is kind of about family within the, the superhero dynamics um, and you know I didn't really get a sense of, of what the, the villain is or who the villain is or anything like that the trailer kind of plays it very close to his chest and apart from kind of like some money shots with, you know, some, some CGI powers on display um, and some ideas of, of kind of like family dynamics and, and, and what's going on with these individual characters. Aside from that, I didn't really get that much from, from this trailer at all. Um, so I suppose in a way I was kind of like, well, maybe I'll watch, you know, the first couple of episodes and, and see what it's like. Um, but for you, I mean, did you know this property at all and if you do can you enlighten us a little bit on it and if you don't what was your kind of takeaway from the trailer I mean I remember reading about Jupiter's Legacy when it when it first came out comic book wise but, but I've never read the comic book um, but it, it seems to be following the same trope as of what I like to say what Marvel kind of perfected back in the day when it was just about capes and tights and you know wearing your underwear outside of those tights you, you know what i mean as in bringing the human element to you know the, you know you know to what it what it takes to be a superhero so i mean an example would be say like um the umbrella academy or or to be fair you know what even like you know old school x-men or, or or um the old school teen titans when you've got like yeah. you know the, the you know the young ones now growing up and trying to find their place in the world you know you know but while still trying to be respectful to the legacy that they you know that they hold in their shoulders and so from what i can remember reading all of those years ago i think this is what jupiter's legacy is is about um 
And it seemed to be a thing of like, that's what was kind of happening. I don't know if you remember a good few years back, that just seemed to be the rage of like taking superheroes and just flipping them on their heads and trying to put them into like the new, like into like the real world scenarios. So like you said, you've got Nemesis, you know, about the super villain and, you know, what he's capable of doing. You've got, you know, um, kick-ass in regards to like somebody who wants to be a superhero. You've got the Umbrella Academy. You've got... um, What's the one that's got the cartoon now? You've got Invincible. You've got um, a comic book like The Wicked and the Divine. So um, is it, I think I think it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting because it's going to delve. Well, Mark Millar. I mean, the way how he writes already. Um, number one, he's he's from Scotland, didn't it? So he, he he's not going to pull his punches. He, he's, he's about that about life. life. <laughs> so exactly. But... <laughs> about that so, life. And I mean, Exactly, and everything that he's kind of put out there has always been quite interesting. Even if you've never liked it, it's always had interesting sides to it where you can then go in and have an ongoing conversation. It makes you think. So just for that alone, I, I, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm kind of slightly tired of seeing, you know, the good guys just being at the forefront or the good guys being at the forefront being flawless, which is, I think, probably one of the reasons why they're still keeping a character like Loki, because even though he's a good guy so to speak he's someone that you know that will do the bad things to get things done and you know sometimes that's what we need especially living in a world that we're living in now um but in regards to knowing a lot about the comic book itself i've kept myself away from it but basically when he signed up to netflix saying he, they were gonna you know use his ips i kind of purposely stayed away from it just saying that well you know what let me just fly in there blind for when it does happen I'm not going to know too much about it because already the MCU is out there, the DCEU is out there. You know, I, I want, I, I'd like to be surprised once in a while as opposed to being like, oh, well, they're going to do this and they're going to do that. So I'm, I'm, in the same, I'm in the same space as you as you are, you know, to be honest. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, and yeah, did you think the, the, did the trailer kind of sell you on, on checking out the first episode on release or...? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, special effects look really good. Yeah, the special effects look really good. I mean, special effects look like, like something you'd see in, like, you know, a, a, a film. Uh, maybe just a little bit below, but, you know, but a, a decent film anyway. Well, let's put it this way. I just watched Detective Pikachu, and um, and the special effects for a cinema film, some of, it, that, some of that was a bit sketchy, so, you know, who am I to judge? But... Um, yeah, it, it it did look interesting. Um, Josh Dumal, I mean, he's old now, so I reckon that grey hair is all his. Is all his anyway. Um, <laughs> and it's good to see him on screen because I do think he's one of those actors, much like somebody like Timothy Oliphant, who I think they both look the same. Um, yeah, I don't think yeah. they've really had that time to shine. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so yeah, I mean that that's the only person that I know who's famous in this show, and I'd be like, you know, eff it, let me give it, let me give it a go. Cool, cool. Fair enough. I think that's um, good enough, man. We've got a couple more uh, voice notes. So um, let's have a listen to those and then we'll move on. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I've never had that before. Oh, man. Inspector Gadget. I was a little bit too young. Um, I was born in 96, but I've got two older brothers. Hence why I've got a, 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 a strong interest in most in things that kind of started before my time and then particularly carried into my time. But yeah, I can't even remember what that villain or anything. Actually, no, it's coming back to me. So you never really used to see his face, did you? 
and he would just be there, like you would just see the cat. I might be having the Mandela moment and just completely making this up, but I'm vaguely getting a flashback. Um, but yeah, what was I going to say? I can't remember that. I really can't remember. Yes, 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 yes. It was Claw, and you never saw his face. Just the hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we've got one more from uh, Kidio as well, so we'll play that one. Thank you very much for clocking the name as well. I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. Uh, Hideo Kojima oh, is my hero. Uh, he revolutionised the stealth genre in video gaming. Um, he literally said one time, sorry for taking over a little bit, but he said he just wanted to create a game that would mimic playing hide-and-seek with his friends. Now imagine Hideo never went out of his way to create this, this stealth genre. So many games just wouldn't exist, and so many functionalities in video games wouldn't exist as well the guy's a g man he really is so yeah this is my little pseudonym um mixing my initials in my first name and surname so yeah kidio mojima in homage to um hideo kojima fucking ledge absolute ledge yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. Well, if you are a Hideo Kojima fan, then you've come to the right place because uh, my partner in crime, uh, Mr. Rich Reviews, is is just as big a, a Hideo Kojima fan as you. Um, and we definitely are both Metal Gear Solid fans as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, goodness, like we, we could tell them all the story about um, <laughs> about when you <laughs> the, the um, first one on PS1. And I think yeah. we were supposed to... Am I right? Am I making this up or am I right in saying that I swear we were supposed to be in college that day and we just kind of bunked it off <laughs> like that day? Standard. Or we Standard. did a half day. I think we did a half day because I think what mm. happened was we, we were in for the morning and then it was like, you were like, yeah, I'm going to get um, milk and solid. And I was like, you know what? I'm coming with you. I told you to college like this. <laughs> like, and then you got the game and then we, we went home uh, to your house and, and played it. And I think I ended up stay into your house till like 10 at night or something like that. I think I've got yeah, prob- home yeah, like, probably. Like, like midnight that night. Um, and yeah, my mum was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> what kind of college are you going to? I think you're coming home. <laughs> Stealth college, mum. Stealth <laughs> exactly. college, damn it. Don't question me. <laughs> the, but, um, the madness is... Yeah, oh, go, 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 go. Go. No, 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 you go. No, no, I was going to say, um, yeah, no, listen, yeah, listen, as Jason said, you've come to the right place if you're a Hideo Kojima fan. Um, we're diehard fans. I've got two tattoos um, from Hideo Kojima with quite a few more left to come because I'm trying to dedicate two parts of my body to his body of work. That's number one. Number two, like, it, you know, I mean, you look like you sound like someone who's got quite a good sense of a good sense of humor. Anyway, judging by the Doctor Claw um, joke that you that you're laughing at, um, and this has come from someone who just the other day Jason was saying has quite a high pitched voice, which makes me sound young, bruv. You sound. You said you were born in '96. So the way how your voice sounds kind of oldish. I'm assuming you mean 1896, yeah? Because you sound like a big man, like ma- a man, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we're dealing with like Wolverine here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I did, that that high pitched comment really got to you, didn't it? <laughs> hey, listen, you're getting it anyway. You're getting it. When I see you after lockdown, you're getting it. <laughs> you're gonna catch these hands, bro. <laughs> oh dear, 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 dear. 
Cool. Well, um, yeah, I said, Kidio, um, thank you, man. Thank you for interacting with us. We really appreciate it. And yeah, man, uh, uh, keep following us on Stereo. Um, follow us on the social medias. Uh, if you check out our, our Stereo profile, you'll find that there. We actually do a long form podcast that we've been doing for a number of years now. Um, that's available on all good podcast apps as well. So if you're into kind of long form podcasts, um, then you can check us out pretty much on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, all the good places. Just look for Wulong Talks um, and you'll see loads of stuff that, that we've done there, um, including a, a couple of like kind of gaming based pods that we've done as well and things like that. So, um, so yeah, man, welcome aboard. Thank you for uh, joining us. Um, we've got a couple more voice messages and then we'll wrap up. So um, I'll go through this. We've got one here from Michael Daniel. Um, so I'll just play that now. So what trailers we talking? Let's have it. Uh, Michael, I think you might have joined us a little late there, buddy. But we were talking about Loki, um, Army of the Batman. Dead. Batman uh, Long Batman Halloween. Halloween. Uh, Mortal Kombat. And Jupiter's Legacy was was the last one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check out the recording if if you're interested to know um, what we thought on those. Uh, that'll be there uh, up on the profile shortly. Um, and lastly, we got uh, another message from Kidio. So let's just play that one as well. Rich, you know what it is. I'm basically suffering with fox die. So I reckon. <laughs> Like a solid snake in Metal Gear Solid 4. I'm just getting old. That's what it is, man. <laughs> Naomi infected me with the fox die, and I'm getting old, bro. <laughs> Boy, hey, that's what you listen, put deep cuts, man. Deep cuts, hey, listen, deep cuts. Hey, listen, we need to meet this guy. We need to meet this guy. We need to, listen, we need to meet this guy, yeah? Hideo, Hideo, Hideo Hajima. You, hey, listen, I'm with it. Jay, do you agree? After lockdown, we need to meet this guy somewhere. Preferably yeah, in an open space. <laughs> Preferably in an open space. Yeah. Oh, dear. Wicked, wicked, wicked. Yes, thank you, Kiddio, man. Thank you very much, as said, for um, your interaction. Thank you, Michael, as well, for your message. Really appreciate that. Um, I think we're going to wrap this one up for tonight because uh, we've been going a little while now. But, um, yeah, well, well, just to say thank you very much to all of you who listened in. Um, thank you to Kidio Majima and to Michael Daniel for your messages. And uh, we want to hear more from, from you guys and more from everybody else as well. Um, you know, if you want to drop a message in, in the chat box when we're next live on, on Stereo, then by all means do so. And, we'll, you know, we'll be happy to take questions, happy to take your opinions on things. Um, you know, let's social, man. Let's get social. Um, and as I said, for those of you who are listening who don't know, we do have a long form podcast that we record separately um, and usually goes up on our podcast platform. You can check that out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, all your good podcast apps. Uh, all you need to do is just type in Wulong Talks and we will pop up on there and you can check out like some of the stuff that we've done previously. Um, on there as well all right rich uh i think we should probably uh stick a pin in this one and and, and call it a day um did you have any kind of final thoughts you wanted to uh end up on before we leave no nah, man it's good good to do another show man good to hear um uh see these people listening to us good to have some interaction with some people as well um 
And uh, as long as you guys are listening, then we'll then you know, we'll keep on doing this as well, man. So we'll definitely see you guys soon as well. And you guys know where to find us. No doubt, no doubt. Um, as said, we all of our social media links are, are up on our stereo profile. And um, yeah, as said, the, the Long Four podcast is out there as well. So um, yeah, go and check those out. And um, yeah, follow us on social medias. We'd, we'd love to have a chat with you guys and, and to get to know more about you guys and, and maybe get some ideas for stuff we can talk about as well. Um, you know, if there's things that you're passionate about that you'd like us to, to discuss, we're open to that too. So yeah, just drop us a line and let us know what you want us to do and, and we'll take it from there. Okay, um, I think that is it. So uh, I think we should probably wrap this one up, Rich. So do you want to have the, the final say as, as the host for today? Uh, no, like I said, uh, you know you know where to find us. Uh, please do try and interact with us. And um, when's the next time we're coming on, Jay? This week? Next uh, week? Uh, good question. Um, well, maybe we could do something possibly on... Possibly Saturday or Sunday. Um, yeah. Have a yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, um, yeah, we'll, yeah, sit we'll, have, we'll have we'll have a chat. We'll, we'll have a chat. Have out. a little sit. Have a little goosey gander. Yeah. yeah. And then um, and we'll, yeah. We'll and then thanks for something. anyone else. Yeah. And thanks to everyone else that's following us. We'll give you a follow as well. So obviously keep an eye out for any uh any, any notifications that we do post up. So yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. As said, keep following us, and um, we'll let you know uh, what's happening and and when. Um, and yeah, keep a look out on the stereo app as well, because you can kind of pre-book stuff and, and, and stick it in the calendar and stereo, which is kind of cool. So, so yeah, we'll pop something up on there um, to let you know when we're next on and, and what we're chatting about. But otherwise, yeah, I think we'll, we'll leave it at that. So thanks a lot, everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, keep listening to us and uh, we'll see you again real soon. And everybody stay safe, man. I mean, I know the, um, restrictions are easing this week in the uk uh which is great news um you know it seems to be that the death rates has, have gone down significantly again fantastic news so hopefully we can get rid of this shitting virus once and for all and and get back to to getting on with our uh, lives and uh, god damn it god damn it jay they don't they don't want us to go we've got two we've got two more we've got two more voice notes i'm going to play them quickly yeah oh okay cool cool yeah? cool <laughs> listen we've got listen listeners don't get me wrong we love you but we've got beds to go to, man. We've got women to lay beside, okay? Stop playing these games. The first one's from yeah. Joe B. I would like to say thanks, guys. That was a great podcast. Hope to hear more from you guys. Okay, well, uh, thank you to bro. Joe B for that. Yeah, man. And uh, Kidio Majima has got another one. Snake has got another one. <laughs> All right, just a quick one, quick one, because um, I, I feel like you know, I'm, I'm trying to wrap up. Um, listen... It's not often that I get a chance to meet people that actually are as crazy about Metal Gear Solid as I am. I mean, I remember, just as a quick one, I remember on my brother's PS3, I downloaded this app, which wasn't even a game. It was literally just like a Metal Gear Solid encyclopedia. And I remember sitting there for hours just reading up on all the characters and the lore and the philosopher's legacy and, and you know, all the way back to the boss and her involvement in World War II. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, long story short. I would love, absolutely love, if we could like have a conversation around all of Metal Gear Solid, um, whether that's on your podcast or if you want to meet up or whatever it may be. But that would be like super, super cool to me because, um, like I said, I don't really know anyone that's into Metal Gear Solid as much as I am. So, yeah, um, fangirling a little bit, but we zen. Yeah, well, cool, no. man. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, there, there's so much to talk about around Metal Gear Solid. I mean, we're, we're apparently getting a movie adaptation of Metal Gear Solid. Um, remember Oscar Isaac is attached. Now, now, come on, now, now, come on, um, come on, come on. Because if you start, if you start this, so... we're not going to go. If you start, if you start <laughs> this topic, we're not going to go, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you know what? Maybe... Um... Maybe you know what we should do is yeah is is maybe have a look at um movie video game um or sorry video game movie adaptation seeing as you know we started the conversation today talking about Detective Pikachu and um we've talked a bit about Mortal Kombat as well um you know what maybe that's something we could do for the next one Rich go listen, talk about listen, video listen, game listen 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 I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go straight for the jugular let's just make an episode about Metal Gear Solid. And just call it a wrap. Yeah, let's just go straight to the let's go straight to the thing in it. Go let's straight go straight to the, to the thing. No, right. no dilly, no dally. Let's go straight, yeah. straight to the source. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Cool. cool. All up, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll do that. We will definitely do that. Now, I'm sorry, listeners. This has got like as many false endings as the, the bloody Return of the King from Lord of the Rings. Now, <laughs> um, but yeah. We are going to call it a day or now on this one. So, again, thank you very much for joining in. Um, for all of you stereo users out there who've listened and have um, sent in your messages, huge, huge thanks to you. We love this. So please keep doing that. Um, if ever you see me and Rich on talking, you know, and, and the subject interests you, get involved, man. Send us your, 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 your voice notes. You know, even if you disagree with what we're saying, come on and disagree. It's cool. That, that, that's, you know, that's what makes this kind of thing fun, man, is, is, you know, the, the only way you can learn stuff is, is when people interact with each other and, and um, have a different perspective on something. So, you know, get involved, man, when you see us online. All right. Um, yeah, that's it, man. So let's, let's get out here, Rich. Let's go. Because as you said, yeah, we, cool. we've, we've got lives and shit. <laughs> we need to go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, and we'll call this one a day. Uh, peace out. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the BrickPod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 